Chapter 23 Newcomers! They heard someone shout as the quartet stared, mesmerized, at the world they had uncovered. It's Silverbell! Somebody among the seats shouted as the crowd in the theater gathered and the crowd in the balcony gathered, and the whole room together began to gather. And she still got her violin! They cheered. Someone go get Constanza and Wolfie! Another voice shouted, and a few excited people burst off from the group to go retrieve the bearer of these names. Oh look, she's brought friends! A woman in a pale pink dress said to another woman in a pale blue dress. Come on over, kids! A man in a crushed velvet suit that matched the scarlet of the carpets called to them from where he stood by the orchestra pit at the base of the stage. How? Silverbell said as she began to walk down the beautifully reborn aisle, her friends following in tow. How did this happen? The theater. It burned down. It was in shambles. Louis tried to explain, finding himself equally as flabbergasted at the building in which they stood, quite intact and quite not burned down at all. Maybe in the real world. A woman with heavy curls and heavy lipstick told them from a seat in the audience where she lounged. But this is our world, and everything is right in our world. Real world? Tico whispered between his friends. Our world. Silverbell burst into a run as triumphant piano music from the stage welcomed her home. <gasps> Silverbell! The clutch of music makers called and cooed when she reached them at the orchestra pit. There were smiling faces and shining eyes, and for once in her life, Silverbell felt like she could remember something. Wait! She gazed across the faces who came to hug her and shake her hand and just simply smile at her. I think I know some of you. Bloods of concerts and music halls, picnics in parks, and games of hide-and-seek backstage at theaters all came rushing to her memory. Of course you know us, Silverbell, chuckled a man wearing a brown suit and bearing a curly brown mustache. We've known you all your life. Kippy? The name came out of Silverbell's mouth so easily that she barely thought she had meant to say it at all. You play the accordion. The sight of his burly hands holding the burly instrument flashed through her mind like a lightning bolt. That's right. He grinned, his hearty laugh just like the wheeze of the accordion. You played a polka at my fifth birthday, and you got so into it you fell into my cake. It was all so clear in her mind now. The sight of this man doing a lively jig and toppling into a cake, when seconds ago, Silverbell could not have told you a single thing about him. <laughs> well, that's Gibby for you. The woman with heavy curls and heavy lipstick crossed from her seat to pat old Gibby on the back. Meredith! Silverbell declared confidently. You play the sousaphone, she told the woman, as if she didn't know. And you're married to Gibby. For 33 years, the kind woman confirmed to Silverbell. And there's Michael and Peter and Duke and Annie and... Silverbell was overwhelmed as the names and the faces came rushing back to her. A lifetime of memories restored with every face she saw and every smile she took in. I know all of you. But who are your friends? asked Meredith of the other three, who were standing sheepishly behind Silverbell, quite overwhelmed by the chaos. Well, Silverbell had almost forgotten that they were with her after all the remembering she had been doing. This is Louis, and this is Tico, and this is Poem, and... Silverbell looked back over the faces of the gathered crowd, who were huddled around her and hanging from the balcony and hanging on her every word. And you're the music makers! Silverbell let out a sigh so heavy and so full of relief that she would have deflated if she were a balloon. Yes, we are, Gibby confirmed again. And you're Silverbell Smith! A voice called from the back of the group. Suddenly, 
the crowd parted as all eyes turned to the owner of the voice. Standing there at the back of the aisle was a man, and next to him was a woman. They were lean and they were poised, but on their faces they had the warmest expressions and in their eyes the truest love. Everyone had smiled when Silverbell Smith and friends had arrived, but no one had smiled like this. Mom? Silverbell said, looking to the woman. Dad? Silverbell said, looking to the man. The woman nodded. The man nodded. Silverbell took off running, and with each step toward them, a new memory filled her mind. Birthdays and playtime and music and magic. They had lived in a white house with white archways. Her mother's favorite ice cream was pistachio. Her father's favorite animal was the koi fish. Her mother liked the beach, and her father liked the woods, and Silverbell loved both places because she liked being like both of them. As Silverbell reached out for her mother, she remembered so fondly that she played the cello. And as Silverbell reached out for her father, she remembered so fondly that he played the bass. And as the three of them fell into an embrace so tight that they might never be able to let go, Silverbell remembered just what it was like to be loved. <laughs>